720 WGN. Illinois Senator Robert Peters is with us proposing a bill requiring a lawyer for kids under 18 during interrogations. Looks like the governor is backing you on this. Can we talk about your biography just for a second, Senator? Yes, we can. I find it very interesting. I was um, on your website and it said you were born in 1985 and you were born deaf with a massive speech impediment. Your biological mother was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Your adopted mother and father were a social worker and a civil rights lawyer. Obviously, that is what has influenced you to do what you do today. How did you overcome your hearing issues and your speech issues? Yeah, so when I was younger, um, I had to have surgery on my ears, and then I had, um, you know, these sort of tubes put into my ears, and then they grew around it and opened up the ear canal so I could be able to hear. And then at the same time, because I struggled to be able to hear, I developed a speech impediment. And I had a speech pathologist who helped me um, with my speech, and uh, there were two breakthroughs. One was with my with ours, which is very important considering my first name. And then the other one was with THs um, and the formation of uh, the tongue and the mouth in terms of the THs. So those were very important to me was the surgery um, as well as uh, the speech pathologist. And on top of that, I actually um, was at one school and then I got kicked out of that school. And I remember at the school I ended up going to, I had the vice principal would meet with me almost every day. Uh, because the way I put it is I emotionally struggled as well. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you emotionally struggle when you're adopted, but the other part is when you can't hear um, and you're younger, you almost feel like you're trapped inside your own head as you're developing. And so I I felt I was often trapped both emotionally and and as well as physically. So being able to have the space with my vice principal and, and the teachers at the school I was at was very important to help me grow and express myself and to be able to communicate my feelings beyond uh, simply, you know, maybe lashing out or, or getting, you know, either angry or getting hot and cold when it came to getting sad and happy. I think that's got to be an inspiration for many people who are listening right now who might have kids in the same situation. So you go on to uh, be the uh, senator for the 13th district in the state of Illinois that borders Wrigleyville on the north, 95th Street to the south, Wabash Avenue on the west, Lake Michigan on the east. Tell me about the bill that you are proposing. Yeah, so I mean, I just want to first give Chip Mitchell and um, WBZ some credit. They did a report on uh, a young person who was interrogated in Waukegan, and they were, um, they, they basically were deceived, um, and it's because they didn't have any legal counsel. And, you know, I just to give you some of my own background, when I was about 12, 13 years old, I used to get in trouble quite a bit. Uh, and one time um, I got, you know, caught by some dude because I was doing doing bad things I shouldn't have been doing. And um, what that person didn't know when they caught me and the police officer who caught me didn't know is that my dad was a civil rights lawyer. So I knew right off the bat the first person growing up to call would be my father. And so I was lucky enough and privileged enough at a pretty young age to know that I'm not going to talk without a lawyer present. But not uh, everybody knows that. And in the story of that Waukegan youth, he confessed and 
He was later exonerated because his teammates said he was on the basketball court with us and they had proof that he was. But that just shows that kids will give in to comply with authority figures, especially if that authority figure is a police officer or an investigator. And I was reading on it and a lot of kids confessed, confessed to crimes. You know, and and it is true, right, that you can get a conviction even when the confession is false and they then recanted their confession and said, no, I was just trying to get home. Yes. I mean, that happens. So that's the thing that happens all the time. I mean, part of the reason why Chicago and Illinois is the false confession capital world is because of it, of this practice, both the practice to deceive a young person, the practice to put pressure on a young person. And the fact of the matter is that there's not a lot of forgiveness after a mistake has been made, and there's a whole lot of work that has to happen from a whole lot of advocates just to get someone out of prison after they've been, uh, after it's come clear that they there was a false confession made. Um, and, you know, like, I don't think people realize, you know, someone, an adult with a gun in, in a profound sense of authority, putting an immense amount of pressure on you, oftentimes happening late at night. Maybe they put you in a room where you're not really able to sleep. It's just it's fluorescent light in your eyes at 2 a.m. and then they drag you out of the um, they drag you out of the you know they drag you out of your holding cell and then they bring right. you to a room and then they ask you you know countless questions and they badger you about it. I mean you're you're 12, 13, 14 years old. I mean let alone being 18, you know, just barely being an adult in this world. That is an immense amount of pressure. And so this law, laws like this have recently passed in California. Bill's currently under consideration in New York. So your law, your your bill that you're proposing would say that these kids need representation before any interrogation, right? That's right. It would be that they need representation. And then just even on top of it, they don't have it. Everything they said is inadmissible in court. They have to have legal representation there. Uh, Steve has a question for you. I think this is on another subject, right? Senator, good afternoon. Yes, it is. I, I know you're also behind this bill that would prohibit captive audience meetings, and this is kind of a pro-union bill. Um, what's wrong with having a, with an employer holding a mandatory meeting with his employees? Uh, well, you know, the idea is you're allowed to have a mandatory meeting. This is not to say you're not allowed to have a mandatory meeting. If it's about the work that you're supposed to do, of course you can have a mandatory meeting. That That's clearly a thing that's okay. The difference is if you're trying to force someone through religious speak or through labor speak, and it has nothing to do with their job, that you can't just mandate that on, on somebody. And oftentimes the worker who's trying to maybe organize their workplace is having their arm twisted uh, in a way that essentially puts them in an uncomfortable position. They can't step away from it. And it has nothing to do with their job. It's really a forced meeting. Now, this could also apply to people who aren't necessarily trying to organize their workplace around the union. It could also be someone who might be LGBTQ. You're in a workplace and says, we need to make sure that you are here to listen to our anti-LGBTQ message. It has nothing to do with their workplace. So this is really about making sure that the person who's working there, that their rights, their speech, their identity, their sense of self is something that's protected in the workplace. Okay, back to your legislation that will require that youth meet with an attorney before police questioning begins and that a parent or guardian be notified. You do have the support of Governor Pritzker. Um, how long before something like this becomes law? You know, I, I, I'm one of those people who it's hard for me to make predictions. 
Um, you know, when I first started to work, the work on ending cash bail, I said this is going to be a five to ten year journey. I mean, it took us many years to get through a lot of political, you know, games that were played by opposition. But it was, you know, a three to four year journey. It wasn't five to ten. Um, same thing with we did a temp workers rights bill. I said this is going to be a five year journey and it was six months. My hope is that we can get this done this session. I don't want to make too many predictions, but I believe this is something that we can get done this session. I hope we can make that happen. The fact of the matter is we have a lot of work to do to undo the reputation we have in the city. I think that fundamentally, if you have a reputation for being the wrongful conviction capital of the world, that means the public does not have trust in police, does not have trust in prosecutors, does not have trust in the system. And we need to fundamentally rebuild public trust in our public safety system. And the only way we'll be able to have safety is if people trust what we're doing. And so this is vitally important for us to provide that trust. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. Illinois State Senator Robert Peters. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.